hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you're having an absolutely terrific, blessed day today. As always, down here in Florida, we're staying busy as we usually are, and thank you again for your support. Got a lot of expedited orders going out today. We offer that now on the website if you haven't seen it. Over the last couple of months, we had people requesting the ability to expedite orders on the website freely without having to call us up or get any updates. And so we get those orders out to you pretty much rushed uh, for a few extra dollars. And we try to make sure that they get to you, I mean, within two to three days. Now, obviously, there can be circumstances that make it a little longer, but we do our best to get it to you very, very quickly. And as I saw a bunch of those orders going out this morning. So, again, thank you for your support of Health Masters. We do everything we can to make sure you have the easiest fastest way to get the highest quality supplements in the world so again thank you and also to be sure to check out the product of the week y'all voted and it won one of the favorites i know among many customers the purple sticks on sale right now for 20 percent off a box be sure to check it out healthmasters.com really really popular product very very good alternative to coffee also helps out as far as a natural pre-workout i have a lot of customers that are still in bodybuilding or even training hard and they always ask me, they go, hey, do you have a pre-workout? And I said, well, it's not necessarily listed as a pre-workout because that whole market is so just riddled with garbage. I don't really want to have anything in that market. I said, but yes, I do have something that helps out as far as with pre-workout energy, and that's the purple sticks. And then usually the muscle blast is another one that is great to drink intra-workout throughout your entire workout to keep a steady flow of full-spectrum aminos in your system. Really helps out with muscle endurance, helps out as far as with muscle, if you have any issues with muscle cramping, and also I've noticed helps out with strength in the gym, especially when you're trying to hit new PRs or doing high-volume approach and doing, you know, drop sets and supersets and stuff. So so be sure to check those out at the website at healthmasters.com. And also, to in other news of the uh, clown show, I saw we had uh, updates on the new uh, circus acts yesterday uh, between Biden and I don't know what they got him on an IV of in that unbelievably heavily edited video where all he does is spit rhetoric out about January 6th again to keep the narrative going. Man doesn't blink for like an entire minute at a time in one of the clips which is very strange considering the fact that the average human blinks between 15 to 20 seconds or 15 to 20 times per minute it's almost impossible to sit there for a minute straight while you're reading and not blink because your body has to basically lubricate the eyes and you're sitting there staring reading something usually at a period if you notice if you're reading a book at a period or a stopping point you blink uh this dude doesn't blink. I don't know what they got him hopped up on or if this is some deep fake and this is just some digital editing or a mask. I don't know. Obviously, we know the entire clown show is theater. I've already had numerous people tell me in the past that when they've analyzed it from earlobes to eyes and noses and stuff on different photos and videos, there's like six different versions of Joe Biden. Now, I can't verify that, nor can I prove that, but that's what I've been told by numerous people that are in that field. I don't know, again what version we had yesterday obviously i think we had the tweaked out version because he seemed a little too hyper and overly aggressive and bug-eyed with wide eyes and dilated pupils and doesn't blink have no idea what was going on there but definitely more theater to laugh at considering the fact we know this whole thing has turned into a joke and then you go flip the coin to the other side of the country and I, somebody sent me the article about how Zelensky in ukraine and his wife you know 
because Ukraine's in such a war zone right now, they had a really, really uh, important photo shoot with Vogue magazine. So they spend the whole week doing photo shoots with Vogue inside their presidential area and you know make sure they got the cover of Vogue. Um, I can't even begin to tell you how what a joke these clowns are and what puppet theater individuals they are. I remember, you know, I remember very clearly when Saddam Hussein was being invaded by the United States and Baghdad was getting shelled. I remember when Saddam Hussein got to do a photo shoot in Vogue with his wife, you know. Not, never happened, didn't occur, never. <laughs> oh, I remember that too with, with Gaddafi when he was over in uh, Libya. I remember when, when we invaded Libya and Gaddafi did a photo shoot for Vogue too. Oh, that's right, that never happened either. That's right, because people don't get photo shoots when they're in war zones. They may have cameramen there. They may have journalists there that are taking photos and documentation. Vogue cover, are you kidding me? Can we put any more propaganda out there to push their agenda for this? No, I don't think so. This has pretty much gone to its lowest level. And if this – if has anybody has questioned the Ukraine narrative, Vogue cover shoot in the middle of a war zone, give me a break. This is why I've told you guys I have absolutely zero support for anybody that is constantly trying to beg and donate money to Ukraine now. They've got $50 billion of taxpayer money that we can't even verify where any of the funds were gone as far as sent to. Nothing was earmarked. Nothing was guaranteed for any specific area. Here's a $50 billion check. Make sure you don't spend it all in one place. Ha, ha, ha. Joke's on you, Americans. And, uh, yeah, that's what we're seeing now. And on top of that, I've been waiting for them to come out with this because, you know, I've been ranting about it for years in the vehicle sector and the World Economic Forum finally came out and said what I knew they were going to say at one point, and this should be a very clear-cut indication why I've told many people to absolutely continue to be boisterous about having the ability to travel freely, unmolested, on your way. The World Economic Forum, according to Breitbart, just put out a giant paper calling for the end of private car ownership. The recently published paper calls for an end to wasteful private vehicle ownership in favor of public transportation and communal cars. They say the average car in England is driven just 4% of the time. It calls on car owners to sell their vehicles because, and I quote, car sharing platforms such as Get Around and Blue SG have already seized the opportunity to offer vehicles where you pay per hour as used. Ending car ownership is essential to addressing climate change, the World Economic Forum argues. It goes on to advocate for the same principles being applied to city and home designs as well. Remember I talked to you about that with the United Nations Agenda 2020 plan years ago when they came out with that, saying that essentially it was going to be better for people to just have little rental apartments that they didn't really own. And people lived in you know three, 400-square-foot apartments with four or five people, and you'll live there, and you will not own it, and you will allegedly be happy. That was the United Nations plan years ago. And now, of course, the World Economic Forum is saying that, well, if you want to stop the climate apocalypse that's upon us right now, you need to sell your vehicle because you don't, you don't have a right to drive a vehicle. Now, my, my biggest question I had on this is, well, does that also mean that we're going to call on everybody to outlaw private jet ownership? You know, all these guys that have fleets of Gulfstream 650s and 700s, and they fly around the entire world on a regular basis to give lectures about how people – People should stop driving their Prius because their Prius is such a dirty little car that pollutes so bad. And then they jump back in their Gulfstream and jet back across the pond to the other country and give somebody else another lecture on how they don't need to drive their Honda Civic. Yeah, these are the same clowns that do that on a regular basis in planes and in some cases burn thousands of gallons an hour. And uh, yeah, it's don't 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 worry about that. 
don't don't we're not going to talk about those guys. That doesn't do any pollution at all. That that jet fuel, that avgas, nah, that, is, that doesn't do anything. But but you're you're Honda Civic, boy. You need to sell that real quick because you shouldn't be driving around in that. You need to stop the climate apocalypse. And again, I'm being sarcastic, as you know. But this is what they are continuing to push, and the only way that people continue to wake up is when people talk about it. This video of the bumbling buffoon yesterday tweaked up or whatever that was or who that was, it has gone viral on social media. I mean, I'm talking Twitter. I'm talking Facebook. Everybody's even questioning if that was even the bumbling buffoon Biden, if he's even existing anymore, what that was. And I encourage people to do the same because the more that people start questioning the narrative and they start realizing the invisible layer of theater that's constantly around us, and then when your eyes are awaken you see that it's not invisible theater it's very clear theater done right in front of your nose you just have to be awake enough to see exactly what they're doing it's almost like we're on a stage and the world is a theater and that's pretty much what we're seeing now which is why you should question every single thing that they pump out of the mainstream media because i've told you before now if you didn't figure it out a couple years ago after the whole covid lie it should be very clear cut to everybody that pretty much the only stuff that makes it on mainstream media for the most part is downright propaganda in order to get you to focus on certain things and address them and think about them and say, okay, well, this is what CNN told me, so it must be true, and that's what they're continuing to do. I told you guys yesterday I was very proud to at least see the survey that's showing that the vast majority of parents with children under five are refusing, flat out refusing, to get their children injected with mRNA gene therapy shots. So again, I'm going to continue to follow some of these surveys, and I continue to get that. I encourage you to get that survey out and get it to people and say, listen, you're not the only one questioning this. If you don't know what's really going on, listen, you do not have to give your child this unbelievably deadly shot. The side effects from the VAERS are already showing in adults just after a year of this shot floating around have seriously debilitating horrific side effects. Please do everything you can to protect these young children at all costs. What do you think, Deb? A great opening, Austin. And, uh, and you know, and the thing with that, that video by <laughs> Biden, I think it's deep fake. And for some reason on these deep fakes, they have a hard time getting the people to blink right and make it look right like it's not some kind of digital editing. And so that's why he's not blinking for a couple of minutes. I mean, nobody can talk for not blink for a couple of minutes. I mean, you, people would think you were like a psychotic weirdo if you tried to do that. I mean, it's, I mean, we, I've done that with my kids before. You know, I mean, I try to, who can't blink first? And you know, you guys have all done that little fun game with your children. It's really hard. And plus trying to maintain a reading posture and reading from a teleprompter. No, no, no. It's a deep fake, uh, with really bad digital editing that doesn't line the bleak. And quite frankly, it's like you said, Austin, the whole thing's a theater. It's just a big stage that we're on, and we have a – it's like Kabbalah's Kabuki Theater. It's like the wizards and the sorcerers are running the show behind the scenes, and it's the man behind the curtain, and they're the ones that are basically telling us what to believe and what not to believe, as you saw with the Wizard of Oz when they were trying to tell you what was really going on behind the scenes and behind the curtain. That movie had a lot, you know, like Follow the Yellow Brick Road, like that was the Gold Road. All of these different things that they talked about in The Wizard of Oz had a lot of subliminal meaning to it. So it's one of those things that, you know, you got to really, including those flying monkeys. You guys remember those flying monkeys? What are those things supposed to be? Some kind of demon thing? And then the witches? I mean, weird. Witches and flying demon monkeys and guys behind the curtain in a gold road. That whole movie was just weird. But it had a lot of symbolism and it really is applicable to today. And so, again, a lot of people need to realize that this is theater, 
I mean, it's almost like we were living in a holographic projection and we're on the Starship Enterprise in the holodeck. And they're basically bringing all these different things to us on an ongoing basis, trying to see how we're going to respond to it, like some kind of giant, sick, twisted experiment they're doing on humanity, which would be something the fallen angels would definitely try to do and make us believe all these crazy things. But I had a really good letter coming yesterday. Austin and I did, and Sharon did, from one of our uh, you know, listeners and someone who follows Sharon on ST Brower Instagram. And he wrote a letter to us, and I'm going to read this to you. Uh, dear Ted, and by the way, I'm humbled by this, and Austin is too, and so is Sharon, and it means the world to us that you guys send us stuff like this. Dear Ted, Austin, and Sharon, I want to tell you how your show has changed my life. The process of the words of wisdom is priceless. I'm now incredibly healthy. I only drink distilled water, and I take supplements daily. I'm walking with Jesus Christ every minute of my life. I never miss a show, never miss an opportunity to share your show. I love your quotes. I use them all the time. Example, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. The way you co-wrote, the way you quote scripture with current situations is terrific. Ted Sheeran, awesome. I could go on and on. I'll end it with this. Your show, your influence, your faith has changed my life. Thank you. And guys, when you send me letters like this and also say the same thing, it makes me really, really excited about continuing to do more shows. The negative letters, they don't do much besides making me want to just delete you or unsubscribe you. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't need that. And the vast majority of you, I very rarely ever get any negative letters. I want to thank you for sending us the positive feedback. If you think this is easy talking about the stuff that we do on a daily basis and maintaining some type of positive attitude about it, um, it's not. Because we have to stay grounded in the word of God. We've got to pray every day, and we prayed for you guys at the end this morning. And you mean the world to us because the stuff that we have to cover on this show that nobody else wants to touch. I had another – some more of you guys had tried to get me on another guy's talk show the other day. And this guy's another, as far as I'm concerned, just another plant. And, uh, you know, and I guarantee if you, if you go back and look, listen to any of our shows and you hear us talk about the Kabbalah and the Luciferians and the synagogue of Satan and you're a Zionist or you're pretending like you're not a Zionist but you really are – and you have a talk show that's being basically supported through your Zionist efforts, what's going to end up happening is you're not going to put me on your show. You're not going to do it because the guys who control your show, who control the output of your show, are going to say no. And I'm not going to use any names. I want to thank you guys for trying the best you could. But it's one of those things that there are a lot of people out there that are also deep fakes. They're deep undercover CIA. They're deep undercover Kabbalist Luciferians. They're deep undercover Zionists. They're deep undercover synagogue of Satan. And they're doing the agenda of their daddy. And uh, those people are bad news. Now, are all the people out there like that? I'm not saying that. I'm not even saying the person that you tried to get me on their show is that far gone. But I am saying this. It's one of those things that very few people want to talk about what's really going on and tell the truth. Why? Because... They don't want the feedback or the blowback. They don't want it. They don't want to deal with it. So we go there and we deal with this stuff all the time. And I want to thank you for your continued support of Health Masters that makes the show capable of being on the air because it covers the costs. And I want to also thank you so much for praying for us every day. That means the world to us too. And I'm, I'm also this thing with Zelensky and his wife praying for Vogue. Here is countries in shambles supposedly. He's got wars all over the country supposedly. This country is being taken over by Russian forces, supposedly, if any of this stuff is true. And he spends a weekend for a photo shoot with Vogue rather than dealing with the consequences of the blowback of the war that he has going on in his country. It's kind of like if you're in World War III and your country's being destroyed and you decide to go play golf for a couple of weeks. <laughs> just so, I just, 
just what's wrong with you? But of course, we know he's a bisexual weirdo who likes to dance around in leather and women high heels, and he's probably queer on top of that. Not just bi, he's probably queer. His wife's probably just a prop for him. And all of this stuff we see kind of just blows your mind. Now the World Health Organization has come back out, and they're telling the gay guys to calm down. And uh, you think, well, what do you mean calm down? Well, because of monkeypox. And the who's recommending to the queers, the gays, the bisexuals, and the men limit sexual partners to reduce the spread of monkeypox. It says men who have sex with men right now, they're finally admitting to it. This is on CNBC. Have the highest risk of infection right now for monkeypox, according to the World Health Organization. About 99% of these cases are among men. At least 95% of those patients are men who have sex with other men. I don't, I don't even like talking about this, guys. That's why this is going to be one of those shows. Don't let your kids hear this show until you've heard it. I recommend this is not a show for children today. Uh, the WHO chief, Tetros, said men who had sex with men should consider limiting their sexual partners. In other words, try to control yourself to lower the risk of infection and reduce the spread. The WHO chief called on the media, public health authorities, and government to fight stigma and discrimination, which he said will only fuel the outbreak. What does that mean? You can't criticize the gays for being queer and having sex with other men because it's politically incorrect, and he don't want to stigmatize these guys for spreading monkeypox. Wait a minute. Did he just really mean that? I mean, so basically we've got a group of people that are spreading monkeypox to people all over the country and all over the world right now who are queer, and then they're infecting bisexuals, primarily the gays to start with, and it's going to spread to the general population. We've got to step away from that for one second because since I don't really want to talk about this either, but i got to talk about it. We have to understand something. The vast majority of these queers have been vaccinated, number one. That's number one. Number two, these children that are also coming down with mocking monkeypox, a lot of them have also been vaccinated. And I also went there the other day with the children and didn't go into detail. I'm fixing to go into detail with that right now. That's why I don't want the kids listening to the show. And, and here's the problem that you have. You have these people out there that are dancing in queer parades with little children running with them naked, everybody's naked, grooming them into becoming homosexuals. This is exactly what Disney tried to do in Florida by indoctrinating children at the age of four years of age to, to basically accept bisexual behavior and homosexual behavior and transgender behavior. And then they made a big deal about it when Governor Santos said no, and the Governor Santos went out there and got rid, 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 of, rid, of, rid, of, rid, of, rid of Reedy Creek and basically cost Disney billions of dollars in tax, tax revenue they're going to start paying now. But the point is this. What's going on with these kids? Could it be a potassium imbalance? Could these kids have also been vaccinated? Are they not really being you know, molested by these gay guys and these transgenders and these weirdos? Now, I'm going to say something here, too. A lot of people who don't come out as being gay, basically who may be bi or they think they're basically doing weird things and it's all okay and it's not, they're also the same ones <clears throat> that are involved with child pedophilia including the rape of young boys and the rape of young girls. I mean, look at Jeffrey Epstein and all those people that raped all those young girls, and we don't know if he had boys involved in that or not. We were never told that because, again, that would further stigmatize the gay community, and they don't want to have that stuff stigmatized against them. And they say they have a very very big political influence with the gays because, remember, the gays in the United States are empowered. They're emboldened. And they have their giant gay parades. They have the, and remember, all of this is from the Kabbalah. We've talked about this over and over and over and over again to turn everything upside down. All of the stuff that happened, you know, in Sodom and Gomorrah was all the Satanism and all the stuff from the elders and all the weirdos there in Sodom and Gomorrah. We've talked about this over and over and over again. But this is a very deviant lifestyle that basically causes all types of diseases of the people that are involved in it. And now they're infecting some, some people say are children too. Now here's the article. This is uh, about 19 hours ago it came out, and it said Democrats in the MSN mainstream media are frantically attempting to hide monkeypox outbreak among children 
uncovering the pedophilia epidemic in America. Now you know why I want kids to listen to the show. Democrats from the mainstream media have been frantically attempting to hide this. Unfortunately for them, with the outbreak of monkeypox, sexually transmitted infection that causes rashes, sores, and pustules cannot be denied or concealed any longer. The World Health Organization has warned that gay pride festivals and other large gatherings could hasten the spread of monkeypox, with the WHO's Andy Seal declaring that gay pride parades should take place as usual, despite the fact that the virus can be transmitted through sexual contact, because they don't want the blowback from the gay people. That's what this is all about. As a result, there's been an increase in monkeypox cases in the gay community. Two months ago, the first publicized monkeypox outbreak patient revealed that he had contracted gay, had contracted the virus from gay sex with around 10 new partners after being deported from Dubai for testing positive for HIV. It's not uncommon for these gay guys to have thousands of partners. Now, that's not all of them. But it's not uncommon. I mean, they, they could do 10 a weekend if they want. These guys are just steeped in perversion and sin. And then they take all kinds of drugs to continue that type of behavior. And this is why they have such a horrible problems with you know diseases and such a low life expectancy because of what they're engaged in. Since then, the virus has made a disturbing leap from gay men to children in alarming numbers. CDC Director Walensky admitted two cases of children known to the CDC have been traced back to men who have had sex with other men in the other community. Wait a minute. So who's the most at risk of the community? Well, Dr. Lewinsky is referring to the gay community. However, it appears that children are the most vulnerable. After all, they're not legally permitted to consent to sexual relations. This is statutory law. As usual, the left is preoccupied with their prized minority groups while ignoring the children, the prized minority groups being the LBGT, whatever the heck they want to be, whatever weird name they want to be called this week. The explosive outbreak of monkeypox in children has revealed America's dirty little secret. Hundreds of thousands of children in the United States go missing every single year, with many of them falling into the hands of predators who traffic these children through pedophilia networks where the children suffer unimaginable horrors. Children, young boys and girls, some as nine years old, some as young as three years old, by the way, are being bought and sold for sex in America. The average age for a young woman being sold now in America, in America, is 13. Sex trafficking among especially when it comes to the buying and selling of young children, has become big business in America. In 2011, it was the second fastest growing business in organized crime and the second most lucrative commodity traded illegally after drugs and guns. And what they've learned is this. When you traffic children and you traffic humans for slavery, it's a lot less money than trying to grow drugs and traffic them across the borders. And when you separate the parents and the children at the border, before the border, like they do coming through the Mexico with the cartels, they can then sell those children in the sex slave rings or sell them around the world, especially the young girls. And, of course, a lot of the young boys are also trafficked for the sex trade. And I know we're talking about some sick garbage filth this morning, but this is real. Now, this gay group of pedophilias who try to make themselves covered up with this. And let me stop for one second. The perversion here. And all of the stuff that's happened is really pushed through the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, because they push all of these different minority groups as having special privileges and special rights. And then you have these different people that come in, and they represent them legally as, well, if you say this about these people, it's hate speech. You have to let them do whatever they want to do. Who do you think pushes the trans stuff like they do? That would be the ADL again. Who pushes the gay agenda? That would be the ADL again. Who pushes the anti-Jewish defamation league, which is what he used to be called? That would be the ADL again. All of these people are involved in all of this stuff. Now, I'm not saying that all Jews are bad. I've told you this a thousand times in the show because they're not. A lot of Jews are just basically people that want to live their lives, practice their religion or not. A lot of them are both only Jews in basically uh, birth, not in faith. And, but they just want to be left alone. 
The problem is, is this synagogue of Satan, many of them run around parading as if they're Jews, and they're not. They're Luciferians. They're the synagogue of Satan. I've requoted you that ridiculously amounts of times out of the book of Revelation. So that has basically caused a lot of people to stigmatize all Jews into this category. A lot of Jews are not basically faith as far as it, they have no they don't go to synagogue they weren't raised in synagogue they have nothing to do with synagogue and all they want to do like i said is live their lives but then there are a group of them that are hardcore racist many of them are shabbat who basically are shabbat lubavitch who believe that they're special that they are different than you and i are and that they're superior and that you and i have inferior dna that's just the other truth of what, what they believe and they're a doomsday cult and they're trying to bring up their there would be the Antichrist, their, their Messiah, and resurrected serpent god from the pit. This is that group that does all of that. This is That's why we slammed Shabbat Lubavitch so hard in the Parkland shooting down there in Miami, because, you know, wherever that, whatever that school, I think it was Parkland, when, they, when the guys who discovered the boy walking over to Walmart or whatever was from a Shabbat synagogue. It's long been known for a headquarters for organized crime in international Jewish mafioso groups all around the world. Now, I could say all this stuff and get everybody really mad at me who doesn't believe any of this, but I don't care anymore. Just look it up. Just see what it is for what it is. And then I'm not going to not, I'm not going to let Christians off the hook either. You got a bunch of Christians out there that are also pedophiles and weirdos who claim to be Christian. You got a bunch of Catholic priests that need to be taken out back and shot for what they've done to children. And all of this stuff is happening, but we don't want to talk about it because it's the dirty underbelly of society that's filthy, and nobody wants to believe these people are alive and are capable of this type of unbelievable deviant behavior. But they are. I'm going to stop for one second. got to break from this now because it's too dark, and i got to stop and say something else. Years ago, 30 years ago, when I was getting my concealed weapons training, and I was listening to this guy who'd been a former police officer, and he was talking about you know gun rights, and he was talking about carrying weapons. And he said to the – I'll never forget what he said in the meeting one day. And, and because I was raised in a bar, though it was a German beer tavern, it wasn't that bad. Some bars are really bad. I saw a lot of horrible stuff when I was a young child, people getting shot, people getting gutted. I saw all that as a kid. Horrible experience as far as a young child. It was horrible. And, but here's the thing. He said something that most people had never heard at the meeting for the concealed weapons permit. He said there are people out there that are so mean and so deviant and so perverted and so sick and so sinister that they don't think twice about killing people for absolutely no reason whatsoever. That's what he said. That's what he said. He said these people are so twisted that they have no useful function in society any longer. The Bible calls that a reprobate mind, but it goes even further than that. They don't even hesitate just to shoot people or to stab people. You see this all the time in Chicago with the gangs up there, you know, just, just shooting one another and killing each other, and, for, and they, don't, they don't care. They consider it an act of, you know, you know, ascension in that gang after you've had your first hit and you've killed somebody, and that's how they basically grade you. That's why our prison systems have turned into these unbelievable cesspools of violence that you have to be in part of a gang if you're in the prison system or under protection or in solitary confinement not to get gang raped in the shower. It's that sick now in the prisons. It's that it's that bad. You, and you guys all know that. We've seen all the movies like Shawshank Redemption and everything else, which is mild to what really goes on in these prison systems. But there's a group of people out there that basically have no interest in doing anything that God wants them to do. 
they're following the lead of their their master Lucifer, and they're probably demon possessed on top of everything else. I need I doubt that Dom's going to go there with it. So the show's so far out there today. Anyhow, what difference does this make? They're probably demonically possessed, and Jesus talked about that. And so some of you say, "Well, I don't believe in demonic possession." Okay, fine, great. Then whatever you think is causing them to do that, you go ahead and think through that. I believe in demonic possession because Jesus actually drove demons out of people. So these entities or these spirits from these other dimensions come into these people and inhabit them. And that's one of the reasons that the bloodline families have been so used for so many years because their DNA, because they've been specifically chosen to be the bloodline children for certain types of DNA, which apparently are easier for these things to inhabit. Just thought I'd mention that, too, as a way in passing with this today. But remember who these guys are. I'm not going to read you any more of this stuff because it's too sick, but I'm going to post it. But I want to, I want to cover that with you today because if we pretend like this stuff's not happening, uh, we're basically uh, whistling in the cemetery. I mean, it really, we really are. We've got to understand that we've got to protect our children. Listen to me. If you're on a city street and your children are walking with you, you hold their hand. If you have to, tie a rope around their waist. You don't let them run around free by cars driving by and vans driving by. Do you have fast we can grab a kid and throw him in the back of a car and take off with him before you do anything? Just thought I'd mention that to you too. Be very, very careful not to mention these kids running out in the traffic and run over. Be very careful with your children. I am the absolute most, <laughs> to use a term that I don't usually use, I am the absolute most anal grandfather you've ever met. I am so protective of my grandchildren, it's ridiculous. And I was the same way about all my kids. I was the same way with Austin. Same way with all my kids, Hunter. You know, with, with all, well, I'm not going to list all the names. I, I've, been, I, I've been so careful with all of them because it only takes that split second for these children to be trafficked and gone. Years ago, we had a, one of our cousins came over from Germany, and they stayed with us for about three months. And they came over during the Halloween period. And uh, they disappeared. So this girl disappeared with our children one night when I told her that I needed to stay around the house and I wanted her back X amount of time. And they didn't come back. I said I wanted them back by like you know 8:30. They were little, and she didn't bring them back till like 10. I mean, I was about ready to call the police. I was walking the neighborhood. I was trying to find them. And when she got back to the house, I mean, I raised he double sticks with her. I said, absolutely not. You will never do this again. I had two arguments with her. One because she was playing satanic music in the car with my kids in the car. This hard acid rock filth. And the second time was over that. So in 90 days, she got her butt chewed out twice. And, uh, and, of course, at this point in time, I'm sure she's still mad about that because I don't ever hear from her anymore. But that's okay. I don't care because when you have you, – you've got to be so careful who your children hang out with and who your children are experiencing life with. Let me put it to you that way. Be very careful who watches your children. I am so funny about it, you know, babysitters when we were little and nannies when we were little. You've got to be so careful with your kids because of what I just talked about. By the way, the unbelievable never-ending liar Fauci. This is incredible. Is roasted again after he said he was the he did not agree with the, any lockdowns in the United States and did not want us to be locked down. This man nauseates me to the point of hurling in a bucket right now. I mean, I mean, I I, I can't even stand looking at him. He looks like a stinking weasel. And and the, and the problem is all he does is speak his father's language, which are lies. He never stops lying. And, and once we understand that this group of people are the ones who shut the country down, then we finally understand it. But what a lot of people don't realize is that Fauci's wife, who, by the way, looks like a guy, uh, she's a bioethicist. And both he and his wife argued for lower standards of health care for people in the United States who basically were sick. You know, the National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Diseases Director Anthony Fauci and his wife, Christine Grady, 
man, imagine that. She doesn't take his name. That's just no, no comment. Who directs the National Institutes of Health Bioethics Department, co-authored a paper outlining criteria for international grants administered by the National Institutes of Health. Of course they did. Published in 2002 in the Journal of Nature Reviews Immunology, the paper counted for two other authors in addition to Fauci's, Falk Falkers, who directs the National Institutes of Health. I'm not going to read all that. It's just a bunch of – I'm going to let you read it. The unearthed paper, Ethics, Ethics of Clinical Research in the Developing World, comes amidst controversies over Fauci's decision to run fund research on killer bat coronavirus at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Additionally, Grady's – his wife's prominent role in supervising the effects of the NIH research and policy appear to present a conflict of interest given her husband's role in shaping America's COVID response and vaccine, guide, vaccine vaccination guidelines. Again, this is a family of weirdos, of unbelievable hardcore liberal leftists who want to destroy everything. And I'm saying that by their actions or what they've done because I'm diametrically opposed to what they did with the, with the lockdowns and the insistence that all these young children get vaccines. This is insanity that we're in the middle of any of this stuff. And, and now, by the way, Trump basically is promising now once he, once he becomes reelected, which, gosh, I hope the man doesn't get reelected. Uh, I hope Biden's not there either, okay? I, I, at this point, I hope DeSantis is, but I hope he's legit. I told you that guy's that a hundred times ago. But Trump's promising now to rehire the military personnel that have been basically discharged because of refusal to take the COVID vaccines along with back pay. This guy couldn't even get the United States to put up a border wall. Okay, all of his rhetoric, 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 rhetoric. We still have the border wall, the huge sections where he said he was going to put the border wall. In addition to that, he pushed red flag gun laws. In addition to that, he put more CFR members into the office and positions of power in the United States than anyone else did. In fact, I talked to Robert, I talked to Roger Stone about this. I said, why in the world did, did, uh, did, did this is from his, his, his lips to my ears. Okay. This is not hearsay. I asked him, I said, why in the world did Trump put all those CFR members in? And it's, it's Stone. He asked Stone about some of the CFR appointments, and Stone told him these people are diametrically opposed. And I'm paraphrasing what Roger said. These people are diametrically opposed to what you believe in and what you've been running your campaign on. It didn't make any difference to Trump. He still put them in the power. And these people are the ones that are completely and totally bent on a one-world government. They're the ones who started after the fail of League of Nations after World War One, And that's why I cover all this history with you guys all the time because I want you to understand where this stuff came from and how we've been dealing with it for over a 100 years years by the way doug mastrino he's basically uh he is basically facing criticism over his backing from an anti-semitic ally whatever doug mastrino the republican nominee for governor for pennsylvania is under increasing scrutiny over his connections to a far-right social media platform gab and its founder who has repeatedly made anti-semitic remarks defending their ties you know it's always that isn't it isn't it always that when the media doesn't like somebody, it's always because they have an anti-Semitic tie. Haven't you guys seen the common pattern here? Have you not seen it? Being anti-Semitic basically means being anti-Arab. It doesn't have anything to do with Jewish people, but it ends up, you end up getting picked up by that. But it's just so frustrating to me because it's always that same thing from the ADL. So now they're hammering this guy because of, of his, quote, anti-Semitic ties. And why do they do that? Why do they care about that? Here's why they do it. Because he's conservative. Now, listen to me. This is really important. Here's why they come after you like that. He's running for office. He's running as a conservative. 
they're going after the evangelicals that are Zionists not to vote for him because of his anti-Semitic, anti-Israel statements or his anti-Israel associations. Apparently, he's never said anything anti-Semitic, but one of his friends has. And because he's associated with that guy, that makes him automatically an anti-Semite by association. That's how twisted this is. So they take the truth that this guy has a friend who may be an anti-Semite but may not be an anti-Semite. May just be telling the truth, which appears to be anti-Semitic in many cases, as far as some of these actions, some of these weirdos. But the reality is, now they're going to say, "You don't want to vote for him, Christian. You don't want to vote for him, you Zionist. You don't want to revote for him, you supporters of Israel, because he's an anti-Semite." And that would be enough to swing probably forty to fifty percent of the people who claim to be conservative to cast their vote somewhere else or not to vote. You think, well, really, Ted? Yes, those ones who are real hardcore Zionists, the ones who say it doesn't matter what Israel does if they start World War III and they blow the world up, you know, we're going to support them. <laughs> they really do believe that, guys, and they're that twisted by it because of that Schofield reference Bible. That's why we've covered the origins of that repeatedly and what these guys believe. But so I feel bad for this guy. Since then, Mastriano, far-right state senator who has falsely argued that the 2020 president election was stolen, which it was, and rarely speaks to traditional news outlets, which he probably can't get on or doesn't want to be lied about, has ignored criticism of his, as of his association with Gab. But the platform founder and chief executive, Andrew Torba, has hit back most recently using an anti-Jewish trope. We're not bending the knee to the 2% anymore, Mr. Torba said in a video this week, and a parent's reference to the rough percentage of the country that is Jewish. <laughs> I'll repeat that. We're not bending the knee to the 2% anymore. Mr. Torba was responding to an appearance on the MSNBC Tuesday by Jonathan Greenblatt, the chief executive of the Anti-Defamation League, which he criticized which criticized Mr. Mastriano for using Gab to post messages. I'm going to read all that back because that just tied everything I just said to you guys in this neat little bundle and put a bow on it. Mr. Torber was responding to an appearance by on MSNBC today on Tuesday by Jonathan Greenblatt, who is Jewish, the chief executive of the Anti-Defamation League, in which he criticized Mr. Mastriano for using Gab to post messages and gain political supporters. So because Mr. Mastriano can't get on mainstream media without being completely eviscerated, because Mr. Mastriano can't get on the liberal media without being eviscerated, he goes to alt-media, and now he's being basically eviscerated because of that, because the Gab guy has made an anti-Semitic comment. And again, what I tell, what I tell you earlier, it's always the ADL. Here they are. I'm going to repeat one more time. Mr. Torber was responding to an appearance on MSNBC on Tuesday by Jonathan Greenblatt, who's the Jewish chief executive of the Anti-Defamation League, in which he criticized Mr. Mastriano's for using Gab to post messages and gain political supporters. Mr. Torber and his platform support Christian nationalism, the view that America was founded to advance Christianity and biblical views. We're taking back our country, he added. We're taking back our government to deal with. Andrew Torber is one of the most toxic people in the public life right now. Mr. Goldblatt told MSNBC, more slamming him, going after his character. Elected officials who engage in this kind of rhetoric aren't just flirting with fascism. Now because you're a Christian and you want Christian values back in the United States, you're toxic and you're flirting with fascism, and they are bringing it to the forefront of their political argument. Shortly after the payment from the Mastriano campaign in April, Mr. Torber interviewed Mr. Mastriano on a site where the candidate told him, thank God for what you've done. Wow. I'm going to let you guys finish reading this because this is something that you need to be aware of. This is not going to stop. You know, and it just is what it is. You know, are we going to continue to bow our knee to the 2%? Okay. Are we going to continue to bow our knee to Muslims or to Jews or to anybody or to Zionism? No. The answer is no. I'm not going to do it. I've had it. 
I bow my knee to no man. I'll buy, I bow my knee and I humbly serve to the best of my ability, the great I am and his son, Jesus Christ, the triune God, God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit. That's who I serve. And I'm going to do that for the rest of my life as long as I have breath. I love you guys. I'll finish it up and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely. And, you know, one thing about it is, is you continue to watch what's happening with this situation with going back to what Dad was saying with, with monkeypox and so forth. And it's interesting to me how you look at these rules for certain individuals and other individuals and they're completely different. I mean, how I told you guys yesterday during the COVID lockdown, you know, they were demanding that people don't leave their homes, finding people for simply parking in church parking lots to listen to a pastor on the radio, you know, while he was outside preaching. I went into detail on all that. Yet they've never at all, who's never condemned any of these giant pride parades or any of this stuff. Now they're finally just coming out and saying, well, maybe you should limit on how much deviant behavior you do. Well, the reason why is because they want to promote that. Look at, Jocelyn Maxwell, for example, they have now gotten approval to transfer her to the most minimum security prison, pretty much the entire state of Florida, FCI Tallahassee. And the prison, basically, according to the inmate handbook, has a wide range of classes and activities, including jobs and painting classes, leather building classes, art and ceramics, musical instruments, team sports such as softball, basketball, volleyball. They also offer yoga classes, Pilates, movie nights and inmate talent shows. Yeah, I mean, this this is basically a country club for white-collar crime. And this is the lady that trafficked children to – oh, that's right, to nobody. She went to prison for trafficking children to absolutely nobody because we've never actually gotten the real names on the list that she's trafficked children to. That's right. First time in recorded history, somebody went to jail for trafficking children to nobody, to air. Again, the whole thing's complete and total sham. They knew exactly. They got the information. They covered it up because they did not want anybody knowing because majority of the people that were involved in this said, nope, 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 nope. On the other hand, you got Julian Assange who essentially released information to the public to expose what had been happening with the Iraq war and the corruption with the DOJ and so forth. And he's been pretty much in solitary confinement being treated essentially less than a human being. And now his doctor has put out a diagnosis yesterday stating that high probability he's going to die. They said that medical examinations of Julian Assange in the Belmarsh prison in the UK have revealed he's suffering from severe life-threatening cardiovascular and stress-related medical conditions, including a mini-stroke that resulted from his imprisonment and psychological torture that he endured, including being in solitary confinement for extensive time for 23 hours a day. This is the same guy that didn't murder somebody. He didn't traffic children or humans. Didn't run drugs. Didn't do anything of that. He simply released information to expose what was going on with the corruption of the Department of Defense. Oh, that's right. And he's being treated literally like an animal, worse than an animal in most cases. Most animals and dogs would have humane treatment than this. If not, PETA would pitch a fit. That's what they're doing to Julian Assange. And this is what the entire system is built on, is people not saying anything and not bringing anything up. They've built their system on this. That's why they're pushing so hard to essentially dissolve the First Amendment without saying they're dissolving the First Amendment. They want people not to be able to speak up like that just talked about with the ADL, with what they do and constantly telling people, oh, well, you, if you say that, then you're racist. Oh, if you said that, you're anti-Semitic. 
No, I simply don't have that belief at all that you're trying to blame on me or accuse me of. I'm simply stating up a documented fact of what's happening right now. Oh, you can't say that. You're homophobe. I'm a homophobe right now. I remember I've heard all kinds of stuff on the internet and social media platforms when people first brought up what was going on with the monkeypox and how it was in that gay community. People say, oh, you can't say that. That's homophobic. It's not homophobic. It's what's going on. Now the, the WHO and the CDC's declared it and be like, golly, we can't even cover this up anymore. Well, why'd they tell everybody you're not allowed to talk about it? Well, because it didn't go along with the narrative. And that's what they've done so well now, especially over the last 10 years with social media and other platforms. If you say anything about it, they just try to censor you. No, you can't say that. So what have people done now over the years? In order to keep their big platforms, in order to keep their big internet presence, a lot of them have slowly self-centered without even realizing we've done it. Don't even realize it. Just gone along with it and gone, man, I don't want to say that. I don't want to get banned on this. This is why we try to have the most independent, open platform we can with this podcast. This is why we don't have any sponsors. I've had people, tons of different companies, reach out to me over the years and try to put commercials and sponsor the show and have ads and stuff like that. And I've declined all of them, even though I've had some of them that have been very, very lucrative from a financial standpoint. I'm like, yeah, that'd be nice. But then I'm sitting there going, no, nah, I don't really trust you. Because <laughs> then what happens is then you start promoting their platforms. You start building them. That's why they're marketing with you. Then all of a sudden they come in and say, oh, by the way, you know that check we're cutting you every month? Yeah, uh, we can't give you that check anymore if you bring this topic up again. And my response is going to be, well, okay, keep your money. But then now all of a sudden you've been promoting them. Now, all of a sudden, you've kind of compromised yourself, right? Because now you know what their beliefs are. You know what their standpoint is. You know what they don't want you to say. You know what they want you to censor yourself on. Well, now you've been taking their money, and you've been promoting that company. Now you've been directly supporting them, and they've been directly supporting you. Nah, I'm going to pass on that. That's why I'm very, very, very strict about who we have on the show and whose show that I'm on as well. That's why like, I'll be on Doug Hagman again tomorrow night. I've known Doug for years. I know a lot of the independent guys for years. But I'm very picky about who I go on with because I'm not going to sit there and have somebody say, well, this is what your stance is. Awesome. Look at these guys. Look at what they're involved in. Like, nah, that's a hard pass for me, bud. I've done my own research. And I've talked to a lot of people. I get information from people. It doesn't necessarily mean that I agree with everything somebody's saying. That's why I try to document everything. And that's why we always try to bring up facts on the show. And I'll tell you what my opinion is, what I believe, based on what I've gathered. And I encourage you to do the same. Always look into the research on stuff. Make your own opinion. Form your own direction on this and say, okay, you know, I'm on point with this, but, you know, i got to look into this a little more. I always encourage people to do that. Also, to another news, speaking of corruption and <laughs> the FBI, the highest level of corruption, I think, in the Department of Justice, they have now had whistleblowers come out and saying they are being encouraged and incentivized to reclassify cases of domestic extremism. This isn't surprising to me. I've heard rumors of this. Now it's coming out now from multiple whistleblowers. The FBI now has been basically been had allegations when whistleblowers saying they put schemes together and rewarded those in the FBI with awards and promotions if they labeled things as domestic violent extremism. Now, if you guys know domestic violent extremism is pretty much another tricky way they keep coming up, another clever way of saying, oh, this is white supremacy. This is individuals that are trying to do domestic violence extremism. They're using this to label anybody that doesn't go along with the narrative. You simply believe that ATF was one of the most corrupt alphabet agencies ever in existence in the United States government, oh, well, that puts you in the DVE class. Well, no, it doesn't. I just bring up facts on what they've done to the general population of the United States in most cases without any type of evidence and without any type of just cause. Oh, well, no, you can't say that. Well, I can say that, and I will say that, and that's the First Amendment. 
Oh, well, that, that, that bit you in the DVE class, domestic violence extremism. You can say whatever you want. It doesn't make it facts. Just if you walk outside today and say, I think the sky is candy purple. No, the sky's not candy purple, dude. You, you got some color issues going on with your eyes. Probably need to get them checked. No, no, it's purple. I said it's purple. It's purple. If you don't believe me it's purple, then you're racist. No, you just aren't seeing it right, bud. Got an issue. We need to have that checked out. That's what they constantly do. They gaslight you all the time. They say, oh, this is going on. We're not doing this to you, though. This is what's really happening. Oh, you're not seeing this. This isn't really what's happening right now. This is what's happening. They do it on a regular basis. From recent protected disclosures from whistleblowers in the FBI, we have learned that FBI officials are directly pressuring agents to reclassify cases as domestic violence extremists, even if the cases do not meet, do not meet the criteria for such classification. This is what Representative Jim George, Republican out of Ohio, said in the letter. And I quote more, given the narrative pushed by the Biden administration that domestic violence extremism is the greatest threat facing our country, revelation that the FBI is artificially padding domestic terrorism data is scandalous. We've received accusations that FBI agents are bolstering the number of cases of DVEs to satisfy their superiors, Jordan continued. For example, one whistleblower explained that because agents are not finding enough DVE cases, they're encouraged and incentivized to reclassify cases as DVE even when there is minimal circumstantial evidence at best to support the reclassification. Another whistleblower who led at least one high-profile domestic terrorist investigation stated that the field office counterterrorism assistant special agent in charge and that the FBI's director of the counterterrorism division has pressured agents to move cases into the DVE category to hit self-created performance metrics. According to the whistleblower, the FBI used these metrics to dispense awards and promotions. Every whistleblower has called it an environment of extreme pressure within the FBI. Oh, imagine that. Imagine that. They're essentially pressuring, incentivizing, and trying to force FBI agents to classify anything and everything they can as a DVE if it, the, if it goes along with the narrative. This is exactly what we're seeing with the January 6th nonsense. The whole thing with January 6th is pure theater. It's designed to do exactly what I called it out from the very beginning. It's designed to bring it up and keep it in the minds of the general populace over and over and over again as one of the worst dom- domestic violence extremist acts in recorded history. When in reality, it's complete and total lie. I can't tell you how many emails I've gotten now. People that have contacted me, they know people and family that have been arrested by the FBI. that are still right now being held. And I can't, I don't even, I've tried to look. I've tried to help people out and try to find out where people are being held. It, they're like on black sites, a lot of them are. Just held. No, no pretrial release, nothing. No contact. It's hard to even get an attorney in there because you know, they're getting charged with you know, occupying a, a restricted building, which is trespassing kidding me right now like you're kidding me right now like that's that's what you're going after yet you got people in california and la that are getting charged with aggravated battery with a deadly weapon and being released with zero bond being paid within 24 hours back out on the street that that's totally okay because they're trying to make la a hellhole oh okay well that, that that makes sense then but somebody was trespassing at the capital so naturally we'd want to hold them for at least a year without bail and then once we finally sentence them we're sentencing them to prison to sit there longer because well you know it's science trust the science no guys there's no science there's no justice with this that's why i've continued to try to help a lot of people in this area but again it's becoming very very difficult because everything is becoming so 
scandalous and so obscure, it's hard to find out what's really happening in this situation. So I encourage you, keep getting the truth out there. Do your best. If you've got friends and family in those situations, try to do the best you can with attorneys to get them out of it. But it is becoming very difficult, I must say. Also, too, in other news as well, it's also important as a call to action I ask on you. Make sure you're contacting your local congressional leaders right now to vote no on both of these bills that are coming out right now, the one that's the um, the bill with the assault weapons ban and also the bill that's allowing individuals to go in and sue, essentially sue, gun manufacturers for any reason whatsoever if some crime was committed with a brand of a gun, which is ludicrous. That's like saying somebody's drunk and they're driving an F-150 and they get in an accident. Now Ford Motor Company is responsible in a lawsuit because somebody was using the truck incorrectly and illegally. That doesn't even make sense, but that's what they're trying to do right now. So do your research on it. Go online. Find out who your leaders are. The more people in Congress that vote against this absolutely retarded assault weapons ban, um, the more they do this, the less traction it's going to get and the faster it's going to get completely and totally thrown in the trash where it belongs. The only place it belongs is in the trash. Also, too, in other news as well, there's another research study that just came out now. This is interesting that ivermectin in Brazil has found to reduce COVID-19 mortality by 92%. Imagine that. This is why they found also ivermectin with zinc also has a very effective role. And as we found in other research, ivermectin with zinc and vitamin C and quercetin is even more effective. Now, a lot of times with our natural health protocol with the vitamin C, the D3, and the zinc, it works really well at bolstering uh, basically side effects of the COVID, COVID virus. And a lot of people can bounce out right of that. But if some people, especially as they get older, if they're having a lot of issues with it, stacking ivermectin with all those – it will literally, in most cases, help you pop right out of that within a couple of days of contracting the virus. And so, again, this is why they didn't want anybody talking about it. This is why, again, they said it was fake news. It wasn't fake news. They had 223,000 participants from southern Brazil that found that ivermectin reduces COVID-19 mortality by 92%. Oh, but you remember Fauci and all the other bobbleheads up there said, oh, no, 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 that's, that's not science at all. The only thing that will protect you and completely prevent you from having any problems from COVID is the COVID-19 RNA gene therapy shot. It's safe and effective. That's the only reason they got it available, guys. Remember, the only way they can get something approved for emergency use authorization is there has to be no other currently viable options for that disease. And that's why they came in and blocked and banned everything. They could have never never gotten this RNA gene therapy shot if they allowed ivermectin to be used off book or basically off box as a COVID-19 therapy. Never. But then they wouldn't have got the shot out. If they didn't get the shot out, they couldn't force so many people to get this gene therapy shot against their will in most cases by threats of coercion. <laughs> going in and saying, oh, by the way, uh, OSHA's going to force all your businesses to get the shot. I mean, I told everybody, I said, do not go along with this. Fight it all the way down. I said it's going to come about very soon that this is completely and totally a legal edict that they're trying to push on everybody. There is no basis in constitutional law to force people to get a shot that's emergency use that has had zero long-term research and testing and clinical trials and say you have to get it in order to make a living. None. And that's why it was struck down almost immediately as soon as it got to basically the Supreme Court. This is why I've continued to tell people you have to do your research. You have to get the truth out there. Also, too, in other news now, they're trying to position the COVID vaccine as Novavax as essentially an 
herbal medicine now. I saw an article earlier here that Novavax, which was created for the vi- virus, the vaccine, they're now trying to come out and saying that the University of Nebraska Medical Center said the diversity in med- me- vaccine production could convince people who are terrified of RNA and other deadly allergens and COVID jabs to get injected with new pro- proteins from moss and trees. That's the Novavax one that's allegedly not an RNA shot, and they make it from a bunch of different bugs, allegedly. And, of course, that one's getting the emergency use as well now. This is all a giant ploy in order to convince people and normalize people that the only way to stay healthy is to get a shot in your arm every couple months. That, again, as we know, is a complete and total lie. Think about it for a second. Your body was made by God Almighty. You have an immune system built by God Almighty. You don't have a, a, an issue with not having enough RNA shots in your body. You don't have an issue with not having enough injections and vaccines in your body. Our bodies were designed to build a natural immunity from being exposed to stuff. Do you think God didn't know we were going to have viruses on earth? He didn't know that we were going to have certain things that basically can contaminate and make us sick? Of course he did. That's why we have an immune system for what we have. We also have natural nutrients like vitamin C, D3, and zinc that our bodies can use up very, very quickly and very, very effectively to stay strong. So continue to get the truth out there, my friends. I appreciate the ongoing support of Health Masters. Even if it's just getting your toothpaste, your ultimate multiple, thank you for supporting Health Masters. And be sure to check out the product of the week, the Purple Sticks, along with the Super July sale, the ultimate multiple powder on sale right now at Health Masters. That will be on sale, I think, to this weekend. That's it. That will be through July on sale right now. So be sure to check that out. And please continue to be vocal and stand up for what you believe. Everybody together in unison makes a huge, huge difference. I have seen that now over the last two years. So thank you, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.